the notes section is full of video idea, video idea, video idea, video idea, and I'll just break it down and work my way through. Sometimes I get lucky, and the great um, viewers that, I've, that I do have, they'll suggest like, will you do a like I did a, a tactic video last week, and then they came back and said, will you do a free at the back one? And I was like, yep, sold. There we go. Hello all and welcome to the Scouting Centre, a show designed for you to get to know your favourite creators, get to know their journey and get some advice from them as well. My name is Diz, I am your host. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter and YouTube as Mr Diz TV. Today my guest is FM Stinger or the artist formerly known as FM Stinger shall I say. He's now Stinger, it's Neil Davidson. We're going to talk about his YouTube, his streaming, we're going to talk about his aspirations going forward in relation to his personal training business. We're going to talk about the dedication that he shows waking up at 3am, sorry starting work at 3am and finishing going to sleep at like 11pm. So this man is working all hours to kind of fund his dreams and his aspirations. If you like this video, I need something from you. Please, please, please like this video. Do it right now. Like it. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment below. Let me know who you want on future episodes of the Scouting Centre and I will try my very best to make it happen. My guest today started streaming regularly in March 2020 and since then has accumulated over 700 followers on Twitch. But he's more known for his YouTube content, which he started in August 2020, making Football Manager concerts and has now over 4,000 subscribers and over 425,000 views. He started 15 months ago. On his YouTube, he does tutorial videos, whether explaining player roles or discussing how to make certain tactics, as well as a bit of Let's Play. He really does do a bit of everything. He's a huge wrestling fan and that inspires his name as well as some of his stream graphics. You'll find him regularly doing the tournament circuit around Football Manager, whether that's involved in the Football Manager playoffs, the Wasted Possession drafts or the FM Super League as well as much more. It is Mr Knowledge himself, of course it is FM Stinger. Stinger, Stinger how are you buddy? Bloody marvellous, mate. How are you? I am not bad. I've just realised I called you FM Stinger. That's not actually you your name anymore, but we will go into that in a bit. Mm. Uh, but yeah, how are you, Lan? Thank you for doing this. Hey, it's my pleasure. I'm kind of humbled, mate. The people you've had on in the past, they are a bigger level than me, man. So to get asked is a, it's a massive honour. Mate, to be fair, you were always somebody who was going to be on the show. I had a phase one, um, which was to build the, the, to build the show. Phase two was to have more up-and-coming content creators, which obviously you clearly fit into. Um, but yeah, it just got delayed by a few months. But I'm glad to have you on, my man. I'm glad to have you on. Um, and that feeds me nicely into yourself and what got you into Football Manager. Whoa. Like a lot of people, dude, it was um, trying to find a bit of time in um, lockdown. But at the time, I was on Twitter, but it was just full of people from back home. It was not FM people, if you like. Yeah. Now it's completely flipped. It's just full of FM. So... What I was doing, I was just documenting my saves on Twitter. But bear in mind, the people on Twitter they didn't give, they didn't give a hoot about what I was doing. So I needed a better way to get into FM and more regularly. And that's how we find YouTube. We go to YouTube and we find Daljit Bustanet, and I'm watching Daljit. And I'm just constantly, constantly watching Daljit Bustanet's videos. And I'm like, I like a bit of that. So I stepped up my FM content. Stepped stepped up playing FM. Way more, thanks to Big Buster Net, to be honest, mate. So we've got Buster Net Dowjit to blame. 
You've got Buster Nut Dolly. <laughs> predominantly blame. I mean, I've been playing it for years and years. The first one I got was on the Amiga. I mean, you're of a similar age to me, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. In our in our early twenties. Yeah. So, for everyone who's a bit younger than that, there used to be a computer called the Amiga sixteen hundred, and my brother somehow came across it. I didn't. I didn't ask him how he got it. He just came, brought one back one day, popped in a floppy disk. If you know what one of them is, <laughs> it was the original Championship Manager. So a week of sickies took over then because I was just obsessed from that moment. Loved it. So have you played every iteration since or most iterations since? I'd say most. I think I think I had a bit of a gap in the early zeros when a bit of partying might have took preference, to be honest. <laughs> and then uh, we, we came back into it mid-zeros mid and from then my Steam library is still full of them now. Okay. So you get Football Manager, then all these mm. years later, I think it was around... March 2020, I noticed you started streaming a little bit. Where did that desire to do content creation come from? Yeah, well, my little tangent at the start, I kind of got it mixed up. So it was trying to document my, my save because I was enjoying it that much. So by doing it on Twitter, it didn't really hit, it wasn't working. And then I started watching a bit of Busting Out on YouTube and he was doing a Kingstonian diary, so Kingstonian save. And I loved it. And I just thought, I can do that. I want to give that a go. So that's where it came from. And then once I've found, obviously once you get on YouTube and you find a creator, you then recommended list comes up a load more. And we started watching more. And it just inspires you to do it, I think. So were you aware about content creation before lockdown? No, I think I've heard you say that as well. Mm. I, I knew nothing about it. YouTube, I just thought, was music and catching up on old um, wrestling botches. Same. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and then once you click on that, make that first click onto a popular FM creator, it just opens up a whole world, right? And then yeah. your recommended playlist just becomes insane. Right. So what steps did you take to prepare to start with your first Twitch stream? Let's start with that. With Twitch? Yeah. <clears throat> that is, I mean, by the time I got onto Twitch, I'd met a few people on a similar level to me in FM. Through Twitter and then in, into Discords. So the prep for that was basically asking them who were already streaming, how do you do this? What do you need? I must have done people's heads in. I'm, to be honest, where are we at now? Uh, November 21. I've only just worked out how to listen to my own music on stream. So <laughs> <laughs> this is where we're at in life. So at Demand More FM, if you've heard of Demand More FM, DM, I must have badgered his inbox a million times just to help me get set up. What do I need? What programs? I didn't know what OBS was. So I finally got all that sorted. But... The short answer to the question is, asked a lot of people who were already doing it, their advice, and thankfully they came up trumps. So you start streaming for a set period of time, but then yeah. obviously you're now more renowned for your YouTube, because your yeah. YouTube has really taken off, I feel, like, you know, over 420,000 views, over 4,000 subscribers, you've only been doing it for 15 months, so you're still in the learning about yourself phase. Yeah. What inspired you to then start the YouTube part of it and the content that you do on YouTube, which is like tactically, tactically orientated. Yeah, but YouTube came before Twitch, to be honest. YouTube did come oh, did before it? Twitch. Yeah, my first live stream I ever did was actually, I tried a YouTube um, live stream as well as part of the YouTube first save. But at the time I had 20 subscribers, something like that, which is probably a good thing because it was a bit of a cluster. <laughs> but again, um, Bustonet's got a lot to answer for. Because <laughs> I started watching his stuff and I loved it. And I think it's like an itch from when you've played a bit of sport back in back in your youth and you don't play it anymore. It's a bit of a go between to get that that itch back, that what playing the game but documenting it. 
putting it on YouTube. I've always had a bit of a frustrated coach in me. That I never quite saw through. I should have done my coaching badges, never did that. So an FM realm to do that and documenting the style of content I do is, is it not a bad little go-between from the real life watch, which is probably what I should have done when I was younger, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, your name was FM Stinger. Tell me where that came from. Well, I mean, it's hard, isn't it? When you think, right, I'm going to make a YouTube channel and Twitch and Twitter handle, but what am I going to call myself? There's all these weird and wacky names. So I, I literally just took a look at the, the shelf behind me with all my wrestling figures, and I was like, yeah, let's make one out of that, and then ended up with Stinger from The Wrestler's Sting. Stinger Splash and all that. Is um is Stinger your favourite wrestler? He's in the t- he's on I've got a tier of shelves behind me. Yeah. You guys will probably see it behind me. And he's on the top tier of the top tier of six or seven, yeah. <laughs> I love that, I love that. Were you a WCW guy back in the day? The first wrestling I watched was nineteen eighty nine. It was like a Starcade, it was Flair and Sting. So there you go. And then the year after that I saw Mania Six with Warrior Hogan. Hooked. Hooked, mate. Wow. See, you're the first person who I've ever spoken to who says that their first experience was pre-1990 and yeah. WCW. That's probably an age thing, but I don't. this is the thing, right? ITV, yeah. in the late 80s, had WCW. It was always about yeah. midnight on a Saturday, like midnight or 1am. So we used to set the old VHS, watch it the next day, and it used to be absolutely raging because you used to have to do like a pre-record on these crazy things in the past called video recorders. <laughs> so you set a timer, and if it didn't work, you'd get up in the morning, you'd be absolutely raging, it'd record the news or something. But yeah, so the first one we watched was that Sting Flair, and then after that, man, hooked. And how has wrestling influenced your content? Well, other than the name, and then you mentioned in the Twitch stream, it's it's more it's obviously pre- prevalent, sorry, in every video because it's my backdrop. But in Twitch, it's just, once I got to learn Twitch and the alerts, and you need to make yourself stand out a little bit in Twitch. That's where it all came in. So we've got alerts for subs, for follows, for random goals. They're just all it's. The content in wrestling is transferable to the entertainment side of Twitch, if you know what I mean. So every wrestler has a catchphrase. You can use that. People know it. People love it. They react to it. The music. It's it's just a nice little library of tunes and samples, if you like. It's ideal for a Twitch stream. Now, I, I really agree with that because when I do tournaments, because, um, yeah. I, I, you know, I think everyone knows me now. I'm a nice guy and all that kind of stuff. But when, but when it comes to actual tournaments... I do turn the wrestling side of me up a little bit. And Don't start you just? Cu- yeah. <laughs> start cutting promos on everyone, telling everyone how rubbish they are and how brilliant I am. And there's a lot of people do it, right? You know, as well as I've watched a few of these, the amount of people that are into wrestling, that are in the FM space, and they use elements of that. We're like all frustrated wrestlers, and especially, I'd say, um, frustrated promo guys. We're all like that, right? It, exactly that, exactly that. And then, and then I win it because I've got the trophy behind me. Oh, um, and then I can just say, well, I backed up what I said. So um, I thought so, it was a bit early to start on that. <laughs> we will go into your tournament performances uh, later on. We will. We will. We have to. <laughs> so you recently changed your name, though, didn't you? You went from FM Stinger to now Stinger Neil Davidson, which is your real name. Um, yeah. Tell me why you did that. I wanted to drop the FM. That's the main point. I wanted to drop the FM after listening to a lot of the more established names, and you look at them, who has an FM after the name, they just don't, do they? And it kind of, it does pigeon your, pigeonhole you to an extent. Um, I, don't get me wrong, I don't see myself branching off into FIFA or anything like that, but with the style of content I do, it does open up some other avenues possibly in the future. 
So I just wanted that FM dropped, basically. I, look, no offence to the FM, I absolutely adore the game. I adore it, but I just didn't need it as part of my handle. And when you listen to people, like, that have been in, on your show and other shows, they all say just drop that FM, don't stick FM in your name. And it makes sense. Because you obviously are heavily into fitness as well, aren't you? At one point, I think you offered out your services to to people in the FM world, I think me included as well. Um is that something you want to create content around as well? Initially it was. If you look at my YouTube channel now and you go to the About section, it'll actually say Channel Born in 2010. Yeah. And I, I saw that the other day and I thought, if people come to my channel, they're going to think I've been at this for 10, 11 years. But in actuality, I'm sure I must have built that in 2010 when I started my PT career, my personal training career, with the goal of creating fitness videos. But it never materialised. But now I'm opening a gym in my spare time, I've got a separate channel that I've just made and there will be fitness content coming out on that in my own facility, which will be dead cool. So your content creation is going to broaden to go into PT as well? Yeah, and obviously I won't be called Stinger on that channel, but my name, that's why I've included my name, full name in the FM channel as well, just so it's, there's both so people know who's doing it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Is there anyone in the FM community? So you mentioned Demand Moore. Um, have you spoken to Buster Net? Have you spoken to anyone else who's given you advice about your content? About the content specifically? Well, I have run a few videos through Daljit. And he's, I mean, you've, you've spoke to Daljit. He's one of the nicest men you'll ever meet. So he won't, I don't think he'd critique it if it was bad, to be honest. <laughs> But uh, yeah, some of the closer guys in my, my smaller bubble, JDFM, who's just won the, your title of the Super uh, League. Yeah, I'm, I'm undefeated. That, 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 that's contentious. That's I know contentious. you weren't there to defend it, but you know. <laughs> he's probably my best my best FM friend, if you like. So I, we always bounce ideas off each other. And you know, some guys have jumped in my inbox, some of the bigger guys, and they didn't need to just to give me advice without even asking. Fox in the Box did it twice. He's done it twice for me. He didn't need to do that. Um, he came in and gave me some advice on presentation and thumbnails things like that and i appreciate that he didn't need to do that but he just jumped in there and said can i can i give you some advice so that is it's pretty invaluable right yeah no definitely definitely because like, i speak to a mega luke a lot about like thumbnails and stuff like that as well well he's uh, the man at thumbnails is luke oh mate he's the man in a lot of things to be fair at the minute if someone's smashing fm22 content at the minute it's him yeah he's doing great doing yeah. great and i've got to know luke quite well and uh he's, he's doing great you know we've got again we've got a lot of mutual interests me and luke so we've done a video together as well i've had him on the channel so it's great to see him doing great yeah no definitely definitely um so you figure out this whole content creation world you figure yeah. out obs and then you start making tactical videos which are inspired by daljit you've also started to do some let's play occasionally as well on your on your youtube channel can you yeah. tell me what the thinking behind that was? Was that just a bit of a scattergun approach just to see what you felt comfortable with or was it a case of, I want to do a bit of everything? Yeah, it's pretty much that. When you're making content and you're trying, trying to pump out this content three, four times a week, sometimes, as daft as it sounds, in the style of content that I was doing, you don't actually get a chance to play the actual game. So to do a let's play, and to be fair, the the... the small amount of followers I do have were asking for it they were like we want to see you play the game and see how you do it, how your mind works when we're playing the game things like that so that was the main inspiration for it and of course I wanted to step up the Twitch so if you're going to do that to get practice let's play videos on YouTube and then transfer across to Twitch it just made it the whole process a bit more smooth 
rather than just be pigeonholed into oh the tactic guy or the tips guy. You want it helps me also. The main thing is it helps me bring a bit more personality across. Tactic guides and things like that, unless you're someone like Zealand, who I'm definitely not. The guy's an absolute ace at presenting. My tactics are quite an, uh, analytical. It gets a bit Monday Night Football. So to do a let's play and burst out a bit more with random you know screams of anguish and things like that, it just helps. It just helps the presentation, I think. So you've got you've done your let's play. You've done your tactical side as well. You know, some right. or your tutorial side. Some would say that yeah. there are two different ends of the okay, spectrum. Yeah. Which yeah. one do you prefer and why? Hmm. I probably still prefer doing the tactical ones purely because it does tap into real world football as well, which is the passion that that I love. So, like I'll sit I'll sit and watch Man City, which is my team. Sorry, and uh, now because I've got FM in my head, I'll I'll say, oh, Cancelo's playing like an inverted wing back today, or Phil Foden's rocking in that false nine. I'm starting to think about videos while I'm watching my own team. So to put that across, which I've done recently, like I've, I've tried to replicate City, to put that across in a video, it's both passions in one, if you know what I mean. But I still love the Let's Plays, don't get me wrong, I still love it. But I do prefer Let's Play to stream live because you have a bit of banter if your team's having a nightmare, things like that. There's, there's more people to bounce off when you're doing a Let's Play uh, stream than there is on a video, obviously. But if I had to choose the two, yeah, it would be the tactical ones. And they, do, they go down really well, to be fair. So to get nice feedback like that does help the whole process. I mean, I think this year, so when Football Manager 22 was released, yeah, I remember you last year, and you were doing a, a variety of content. Was this year, I feel like you've kind of honed in more on the tactical side. Is that intentional? Yeah, I saw it work last year, and I just want... I did, basically, the ones I've done this year are kind of upgrades of what I did last year, if you know what I mean. So I look back at my old content, and I, and I cringe. It's only a year old, but I still cringe because it's... It was a bit monotone. It was just a bit there. The, the editing was a bit rubbish. The The presentation wasn't quite there. And once you watch other people in this realm, you can see, you know, you need to step it up a bit. So I wanted to upgrade what I'd already done, but then keep it quite tight. Now, I've basically, like you say, I'm rocking three types of videos. You've got a know your roles, so a roles video and positions. You've got the let's play and you've got how to build a tactic. And that's the only free type I'm, I'm doing at the minute. So it's less scattergun. So people know what they're coming for, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does, it does. And then there's obviously the fact that how often do you release content? It's daily, isn't it? Monday to Friday? At the minute, at the minute, it's basically when I get one done days. It's right. like, I'm no good at scheduling. If I've got one, if I record one on a Monday, I'll bang it out on a Monday. But on an average, I'd say at the minute, because it's fresh in the cycle, we're looking at five a week, four or five a week, yeah. Okay. And how do you come up with those ideas then to do certain videos? Is it something that you constantly think about? Do you leak, have a notepad? Do you have like 20 video? Do you plan 20 videos in advance in relation to these are the kind of videos I'd want to do? How do you come up with those ideas? I'm not the organized one in this house. The lady, <laughs> the lady downstairs will tell you that. But it's literally like you said at the start there. If I, something comes up, I'll note it down. This phone here that I'm waving at the camera is the note section is full of. Video idea, video idea, video idea, video idea, and I'll just break it down and work my way through. Sometimes I get lucky, and the great um, viewers that, I've, that I do have, they'll suggest like, "Will you do a like I did a, a tactic video last week?" And then they came back and said, "Will you do a free at the back one?" And I was like, "Yep, sold. There we go." So at least then I know that people want that, and it gives me an idea at the same time. So that's a double win. What is your overall goal in relation to your YouTube? Do you want to keep? I know, I know you got this PT one on the side. Is football manager something you just want to continue to grow and grow and grow? Yeah, it is. Me and, me and Diz, we've just talked off camera about where we want to be in our lives. And 
the main reason I'm doing this gym thing as well as the YouTube is I want to be on control. So we don't. I don't want to answer to other people. So working for myself at the gym, this is the ideal goal, right? Is mm. to work there in the morning, come back, content in the afternoon. That's where I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for in the years to come. At the minute, I'm just happy ticking over and slowly, slowly growing the channel and see where we get to. So I'm not going to put any pressure on myself in that regard. The main bread and butter will be the obviously the day job. Mm. But if we can keep building the other one slowly, then we'll, we'll just see where we are in the years to come. No, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I want to talk about your your, your tournament performances. Do you, now, you don't want to talk about that. I mean, you have kind of got this reputation of, and I think you've, you, you're the self-proclaimed bridesmaid. I am now. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing that to deflect attention. <laughs> so, firstly, tell me, what was it like getting involved in all these tournaments and, you know, probably broadening your network of fellow creators? Yeah, that's the first thing. Huge. The amount of people you meet through them is outrageous, right? Yeah. I mean, the first big one I was in was a, the was the playoffs. Last Whenever the first playoffs was, I think I was in the second one. Mm. And uh, I started off really well, and my performance have gone down and down, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've met loads of people through that. Like Moza, Keg, all them boys. They're doing a great job with the playoffs. Playoffs, I don't know, it might be slightly controversial but it's, I think it's probably regarded now as the number two one of that type of tournament and I think they're doing a great job with even with the announcements today it's with the uh, retro database so they're always coming up with ideas them lads to give an alternative to smaller smaller creators but do we have to go into my performance or can we just skip over that I just want I just want to focus on that the retro database bear yeah. in mind both mine and yours age this how is appealing is that <laughs> not only appealing but this is the time this this is our time <laughs> We've got this the knowledge. Is your time? These, these boys and girls who are in their mid twenties won't have an Adam and Eve who original Ronaldo is. They won't know who Christian Vieri is, Roberto Baggio, Zola. We can destroy them. Ah, uh, this is it. This is our. We're gonna do it. We're gonna, well, we're gonna try and get in first. This is like the NWO. Where <laughs> a, lot, a lot of veterans coming in and just smashing the bejesus out of all the young guns. Yeah. But all yeah, semi-finals have in. to be people aged thirty-eight and over. Exactly. <laughs> It's like um, the seniors tour on the PGA. So you've obviously done the playoffs and then you've done the West Possession Draft and the um, Super, Super League, League as well. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, no wins yet. Yes. <laughs> However, what are your plans in relation to that going forward? Do you want to still get involved in as much as possible? Yeah, I have been at two finals, you know. I have got... I'm steady, mm, did you win away. it? No. Okay. I lost to that Curtie guy. Oh, God. God, yeah. Even I beat him twice in two games. Oh, don't mate, don't. He's like he's he's like he's like the uh, he's, I don't know. He's just like my kryptonite to Superman. He just I can't get past that guy. The issue is, is yeah. he's going to be in this um over thirty eight tournament that we're oh, talking right, about because yeah. he's, he's right. Oh, he's just going to win the damn thing, isn't he? He's he's right in our age group, group isn't he? <laughs> he is. No goals wise, look, I uh, I probably I'll, I'll be skipping the next playoffs. I didn't qualify, so I've got to get myself back in that one first of all. Mm. Um, but I love him, man. I love him. It gives you a nice break from the other style of content as well. So it's come. I mean, playing the game, it's completely different to single player. Everyone who plays it, don't get me wrong, knows what they're doing on FM. So there's no one better than anyone else. But when you get into that, if you use pretty, pretty football tactics like you do in FM sometimes into a draft, you'll just get murdered. Sometimes the most nonsensical tactics will take down a draft. I think Allah won the playoffs recently with. An anchor man and then just an advanced playmaker or shadow strike with a massive gap in the middle, but he destroyed everyone. So you've got you've got to practice that game type, I think. Because there's no 
You can't take your single player form into a multiplayer like that. It doesn't work. And I just want to make out that when Ali did win that, I've never, like, I thought I was bad, right? And I just want to uh-huh. apologise to everybody. Having watched or, or viewed Alistair's um, Twitter over the last week oh, or so, if I was even half life. as obnoxious as that, I'm sorry. You two have got the heel thing locked down. <laughs> he's, he's way better at it than me. Like, I, I genuinely dislike him. I mean, I don't. I love Alistair. He's brilliant. But I mean, like, his, his persona, I'm, I'm hating. Oh. I'm like, God. He's like cringe. MJF. He's <laughs> like MJF for you all elite wrestling fans. But oh. the figure is, he's a, he, just like you and him, you're both lovely, nice guys. You turn that promo on <laughs> and then, oh my days. What is this? I mean, I really want to beat him now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want you to beat him. <laughs> okay, so, you two play. You two play each other. I just, I just want the game to be abandoned. I don't want to win. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, so you've obviously done the um, draft side of it, but you actually really enjoy drafts anyway, don't you? Because I, I know that, especially during the end, I think it was of the FM twenty one game cycle, and I think going forward into FM twenty two, you regularly stream drafts, don't you? Doing with like RDF and and some of the other boys around the community. Yeah, you, you nailed it there. Near the end of the last cycle, we're all twiddling our thumbs a bit, weren't we? You're looking at, I don't know, maybe late September, October time. We'd pretty much done all we could do with FM21. There's nothing new you can release. Everyone's waiting for the new one. So to keep the content flowing on Twitch, keep it alive, we all just embarked on, I wouldn't say daily drafts, but it wasn't far off because at the time, my day job was non-existent because I'm I'm opening a gym and I couldn't get into the unit to start the refurbing process. So I was just kind of sat there. So I was like, yep. Let's get on a draft. And RDF was in there. Bussonet was in there loads. A couple of guys from the States, Stick Piano. There's loads of people. It's a growing, growing thing is the draft, the draft scene. And you can pretty much get in one any time of day, day or night, if you really want to. Yeah, it really has grown, hasn't it? And I think that's all from the work in relation to the streamer showdown initially. And obviously that's 100%. petered out now into the playoffs, yeah. the Super League, Wasted Possession, and obviously so many more tournaments that I've I've not even named. Um, yeah. What are your long-term goals in relation to tournaments? Uh, Streamer Showdown, is that something you'd like to do or something you aspire to be involved in? Oh, Diz, I think anyone who streams, if they're not aspiring to getting that, the, what they're doing, do you know what I mean? That is the spectacle, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the thing you want to be in. It's amazing. And as you say, it's inspired all the other, all the other competitions to get going sometimes they have thousands and thousands of people watching that which is mind-blowing so if you don't want to be involved in that you're in the wrong you're in the wrong hobby what have you found most difficult about creating content so let's talk about your youtube first what have you found most difficult about creating content on your youtube uh difficult um i'm not i'm i like you i'm I'm an older guy so i'm pretty thick-skinned so if i do i don't get many negative comments but when they do come in i don't really react to them they're just there you get you'll maybe get a hundred nice comments and one bad one but i do understand people who that it does affect because one bad comment can sit with you more than the hundred nice ones if that makes sense so but luckily I, i can kind of brush them off pretty fast these little trolley comments uh it's more more to do with Sometimes I get, because I've got a decent following now, I, I may put myself under a little bit of pressure when I don't get a video out after maybe three, four days because life's happened. So I don't want them to think I'm neglecting the channel. So sometimes I put myself under a little bit too much pressure just to get another video out, if that makes sense. And how do you overcome that then? So how have you dealt with that difficulty? Well, you've got to take a step back and realise it's not your full-time job. 
I mean, one day maybe it'll be more of a factor, it'll be more of a part-time thing. But the way I've got around it is I engage more with the community. We opened up a Discord. Loads of the YouTube guys have jumped into that. And the community tab on YouTube, which you've got now, haven't you, for the Scouting Centre, or soon to have? Oh, yes, I have. I have, I have. Yeah, that thing's great for a bit of interaction. So if I don't post a video one day, and this is maybe a good little tip for newer guys, if I don't post a video for maybe two, three days, I'll put a post out on there instead, just say what's going on, what content's to come, things like that, just so that it stays active, so they know, you know, we're still active, the channel's not dormant, I haven't forgot about them. So you learn as you go on, Diz, that people aren't expecting a video a day. They know it's not your full-time job, they're not expecting it. You just need to keep the pressure off yourself. Because 4,000 subscribers in like 15 months is, is huge. Like yeah, when it's, you, uh, yeah, when you were getting that growth, how were you feeling? Like It's, it's wild. I mean... I, I can't remember when I started. Maybe it was July, August, 2020. And the first two, three months, we crawled, man. We crawled. It was like 20 subscribers, 30, 25, back down to 20, back up to 30, full of bots. Half the subscribers were remaining from my PT channel that it used to be. And then um, it just started to climb. Um, I would say it probably started climbing from about January of 21, when FM21 was out. And then it just been steady then as i gained a bit of traction thanks to a bit of fm scout i got onto fm scout and that obviously gave me a big boot big leg up and thanks to jdfm for that link i uh got a bit of traction off there and one i remember one night i went up 500 subscribers in a night which was just ridiculous so once you get a bit of momentum like that people see your channel grow and they kind of jump on it and give your channel a chance how did your involvement with fm scout come about um yeah, so JDFM's got a link. He he does some work with them. Um, I think he put me in touch with them. I can't remember if, if JDFM put me in touch with them or Stam came to me directly. He might have accidentally viewed one of my videos. But either way, they asked me to put some videos together for them. I did maybe three or four in the space of two weeks. And that two-week period, it just it helped me. It, it snowballed up from that two-week period. Was there any intention of spending more time with FM Scout or was it just a case of it was a, a two-week job and done? There was at the time, yeah. The, once the uh, the videos went well, I think they, they were happy with them. Um, Stan was happy with them. We did a few more. He actually got in touch with me at the back end of the cycle asking me to do some stuff for 22. Um, but I told him, at the minute, I'm just I'm snowed under. I can... I just need to concentrate on my own channel. A bit, a bit like like Luke said recently to someone. Um, obviously, Luke's, Luke's um, situation with Scout was different to mine. Mm. But and RDF, they both took took the plunge to build their own channel as a priority, which is what I decided to do. I'm still grateful for Scout, and I could, I'm pretty confident I could still go and guest on there now and again. And I urge any other content creator to reach out to Scout if they think their stuff's good enough, and it, Scout may give them a go. Definitely do it because it'll give you that little boost, get your your name out there. But for me at the minute, it's more about the time I do have is to concentrate on my stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, so um, all positive experiences with FM Scout? Yeah, no dramas there at all. I know there's dramas all over places as more people <laughs> get involved, but not, none for me. They were, they, were, they were dynamite with me. Yeah, And JD as well. JD, um, obviously getting you in touch with that, if that was the case. Um, I JD, think it was, yeah. He's, if he's not, a, he's got random credit anywhere. There he goes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure he won't mind about that. Love JD. Oh, he's not he's the Super team. League champion. He didn't beat anyone. Um, no, he's interim. He's a, <laughs> he's a placeholder. Exactly, exactly. 
so in relation to, we were talking about difficulties. Let's go back to now difficulties in relation to streaming. What are your biggest difficulties in relation to that? That is consistency, a bit like yourself. I remember I heard you talking about it as well, Diz, yeah. that it's hard to keep it. Say to, you can't say, to, I, I literally can't say to people, I'm going to be on X, Y, and Z every week. I can't do it because I'm just, at the minute, things are too busy away from the scene that I can't commit to it. I'm trying, I'm trying to get at least two, three a week in because, like we just mentioned earlier, I've got ambitions. I mean, who doesn't? We want to be involved in the streamer showdown, but you can't be involved in the streamer showdown if you're not streaming. So Ben and all the other guys can see who you are and people can get more used to it. So I, I'm determined to be more regular. I've, done, I've streamed this week. I'm going to stream tomorrow. It's going to be two, three times a week. But the biggest challenge I've had, and to be fair, it's 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 more down to the position I find myself out of FM because I have got a lot going on at the minute, but that is going to calm down once I've got the gym actually open and refurbed. So, you know, sticking getting a, not a regular schedule, but more regular streams as in, Three times a week, at least. That's that's where I need to be, and that's been the biggest struggle so far. Let's talk about your schedule. Kind of, the viewers might not be aware. So, you were telling me that you start work at three a.m. Yeah, at the minute. So, I'll I'll digress slightly. When when um, just as lockdown was about to get announced, I I was a gym manager for the biggest gym chain in in Britain, Pure Gym. Hmm. I was a gym manager, and I wasn't happy. So I decided to right, I'm going to jump off this and go and do something else. Just as I put my resignation in, we went into lockdown, obviously. So furlough and the, the opportunities I was going to have, they'd gone. So when we come out of furlough, I then I basically find myself jobless, right? Mm -hmm. So I made this, the decision to, right, I'm, I've been a personal trainer for 10 years. Let's open up our, my own spot with, with a friend of mine, a fellow coach. We finally found the right place, but it got delayed and delayed. Like a, like a house chain where you wait for someone to sell, sell, to move on, to move into the next house. The guy that was in the unit wasn't ready to move out. So as a go-between, I've had to go to a supermarket chain and work from 3 a.m. in the morning. Once I finish there, then I'll go down to the gym because we finally got in there, start the uh, refurb process, which involves a lot of battling with the floor, pressure washing, all that fancy stuff until we can actually get it moving. So by the time I get to 1 o'clock, I've been awake for, I don't know, 12 hours. I'm, I'm pretty dead. So then to get back home and make some content sometimes can be a bit of a challenge. So sometimes the streams don't happen. Because I've got to prioritise a nap and then get some videos out. So that's where I'm at at the minute. It won't be like that forever, but, you know, what don't break you? <laughs> yeah, makes you stronger. Um, you so what, how much sleep are you getting at the minute? Honestly, I can't, just because I, I start work at that time, I can't go to sleep at like eight or nine. I just can't do it. My head's too active. I'll get to bed at like 11. So maybe I reckon I'm rocking on three and a half, four hours sleep. Wow. I've heard, I've heard that Vince McMahon, the WWE boss, doesn't sleep, and now I know what he feels like. <laughs> Neil Davidson just compared himself to Vince McMahon. That makes me laugh. I think I did. <laughs> I, hope, I hope my decision-making process is better than his, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so when you started content, when you started with the Football Manager channel on YouTube and when you started streaming, what were your initial goals? Did you have any? Hmm, I don't think I did, especially not the streaming, because that did come second. That I didn't even know what Twitch was, you know, mm. um, until the whole Twitter scene blew up with more FM people, and then I was like, ah, oh, what's this? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't, you know. I just wanted to drop. I didn't even know. I didn't even know this that once you got to a certain level, um, you start making money mm. from uh, ad revenue. I, I had no idea. 
no clue. So I can't say to you I wanted to get to the thousand subscriber mark and start making money because that's just not true. Obviously, I just wanted more people to watch my stuff and then feedback and to know I was doing a good job. But that's pretty much it. I had no initial goals. The goals started coming in once you do it a while and you realise you know, you're not bad at this and you see things growing. So for you, it was just a hobby, so to speak. 100% it was a hobby. It was a hobby. But now, a hobby as well, but now it is the hobby, if that makes sense. Back then, when I first started, it was one of a few hobbies, but now it, it takes priority over the others. So this hobby is something that you hope obviously develops into something like we talked about earlier, where you can maybe do it full-time or, or at least, you know, as one of your full-time things. Exactly, yeah. Like a, like a hybrid of alongside another one. I'm not going to... I'll never make it a full-time job because I guess the pressure on me, the the pressure I'd put on myself wouldn't be worth it because I've obviously got, I'm sat in a house that we've got a mortgage for. I've got, you know, fiance and a puppy who's very expensive to cater for, as you will know. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to put that pressure on. I'd like to have it as the second to another. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because you're trying to, your aim is to get married next year as well, isn't it, in Las Vegas? Vegas, yeah, we were supposed to get married two years ago but lockdown again that, that word we <laughs> lockdown has just really ruined your life I mean I know it's ruined loads of people but I mean like it's really affected you hasn't it I would say ruined I'd say it's it's, it's 360 it a bit yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it might hey, it might end up sending me in a better direction because initially I was just like we said off air I was literally tiptoeing through life just just the ticking boxes at a job that I wasn't enjoying so maybe it's, it's, it's for the greater good you know but yeah we had to cancel and reorganise three times my fiance got too upset with it, so we were just like, right, let's take the stress out of it. Let's go somewhere we want to go, and let's do it in Vegas. So we are going in April. Okay. Are you normally quite philosophical with your life, or is that something that's happened as you've grown older? Age, days, age. Mm. That's 100% what it is. You know, you, you be more highly strung as you're younger, and you might even react to things badly by, I don't know, a random night out blitz. But now you just... I'm, if I was more laid back, I'd be lying down permanently. <laughs> you just, I'm just used to it. When you get to 40, like I am, and that's the first time I've mentioned it, but I'm just looking at my, myself on this camera and you can see the grey hairs coming through the beard now. <laughs> you just accept things that kind of happen. And yeah, there's no point letting things get on top of you that you can't control. I've so you just roll with it. I've literally just looked at my beard and I can see all the white hairs. I like it though. I like it. It, look, <laughs> it, looks like, it, looks, it makes you look more wise, I think. Bit distinguished. That's the one. So obviously, age has helped you in relation, to that. and that does that. Do you feel that helps you in relation to keeping a calm head, in relation to your content goals and your personal goals? Yeah, hundred percent, man. Even the, even then, things like even when you're you Twitch stream and you get those idiots who come in with a stupid, spammy trolley comments, I'm just I just look at it and I'm like, no. In the past, if I was streaming like 10, 15 years ago, I'd probably react hostile. But now I'm just like, ah, I don't even acknowledge it. I just delete it. Don't acknowledge it. Just delete it. Like, a lot of people do get upset by that sort of stuff, and I 100% get it. But I think when you get to a certain age, you just ugh, forget it and move on. Um, You've mentioned it earlier on about being a Man City fan. Yeah. Okay, so how does it feel to have only started watching football in 2008? <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Uh, th to be fair, I'm going to poke some more flames into that theory now, because Good. my dad's a Man United fan. So wow. So... Back in Chateau Davidson, back home in Cumbria, yeah. there's pictures all over the place in, as me as a kid with Man United strips on. Me and my brother were Man United fans up until we were about... No, not 2008. <laughs> before, you, before you start piping up. 
And then I think I was about 14 when I did the switch. And I don't know if we were just trying to do my dad's head in or rebel. I do remember I fell out of love with football for about a year. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't playing it. I was playing basketball instead. And I was, I was at a decent level, by the way. But when I got back into football, it was the same time that Oasis had just rocketed in and were dominating Britain. And I loved Oasis. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're big City fans. So I think it was a combination of Oasis and my big brother influencing me to annoy my dad. And we became City fans from... About the age of fourteen, so there you go. So, so I've been to I've been through the league one playoff final and all that jazz. So you and your brother became City fans. Yeah, we did against our dad. It's like a, it's like a wrestling storyline, right? I was going to say. So like, um, how did your dad react to that? <laughs> he just he, he's he's a very northern old school guy now, and he just just calls us idiots. <laughs> we try we try to poke the bear when we play them. Now that we always smash them. Yeah. Well, always. Yeah, pretty but much he, always. He, yeah, well, yeah, you got a good record against us. But yeah, he doesn't react. He doesn't react. He just he just can't. He just doesn't get. He just he doesn't sell it. Let's put it that way. In a wrestling term, he doesn't sell the fact that we abandoned United for City. But there you are. But I do get a bit of stick of it because a lot of my friends at school were like, you "Used to be a City fan, a United fan." I say to them, "I was, I was, I was too young to know what I was doing." <laughs> like you're hostage. Like you kidnapped to support Manchester United. Basically, I was, I was, I was taught to support Man United. I couldn't think for myself. As soon as I was able to think for myself, we went to the light side and escaped the dungeon. And and, and there you go. And that's like the long-term planning though, isn't it? Because initially it would have been it would have been quite painful for you. But the okay. last 13 years it's actually been quite okay. What well, I say last 13, maybe the last 10. 10. I think your Ever first since, Premier League uh, title was 2011. 2012. Was it 2012? It was on my birthday when Sergio scored that goal. 2012, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Man United won it out this season after 2013. So the last nine years have been particularly good, haven't they? That was on my birthday when Sergio scored the goal. So mm. I can just about remember it because I owned a bar at the time and it was a little bit a little bit lively in there. But yeah, prior to that, it was when we first got taken over and that day we bought Rubinho, if you remember that. That's when it all started to flip. Do you remember Rubinho? I thought he was actually coming to Manchester United. Yeah, well, it's a fair rumours, rumours. No, no, rumors but he's days. actually said it. That there's been interviews where he said, actually, okay, I, I'm not going to verify it myself because who am I? But apparently he thought he was joining Manchester United and he actually said Manchester United in the press conference. Oh, well, yeah, I can understand that. See, <laughs> it, you know, it was kind of rubbish anyway, so he can say that. <laughs> yeah, Rubinho, who, who had all the potential in the world being managed by Mark oh. Hughes. Oh, I don't. <laughs> Um, so what's been the best thing about being a content creator so far? Mm, I would say it's cliched, but meeting everyone. Honestly, I will speak to people in FM now, more my FM friends, that's what we call them. Yeah. I'll speak to my FM friends way, way, way more than my normal friends. Like daily basis FM friends. Um, I think a lot of that might be to do with the fact that I've moved away from home. From to all my friends are back back in Cumbria or Manchester, the two places I've lived. Mm. But I speak to FM friends every day, every day. So that's the main thing. I, there's 10, 15 of them. Brilliant. Um, the other thing is feedback you get from when you put a lot of time into your content and you've spent a bit of money on, you know, I'm looking at my, my PC setup here. When you spend a bit of money and you get the nice feedback, so people are enjoying it and they're actually, it's actually helping influence their game and they're enjoying it more. There's, there's not much better than that, to be honest. And then, is there anything you would have done differently in relation to your content creation? Maybe the uh, the improvements we've made to things, such as the camera and the lighting and stuff like that. Maybe I would have done that sooner. Uh, kind of just tipped. I mean, I was self-taught though. When I first started, my first 
10 videos. They were in black and white, believe it or not. I thought that was a good idea at the time. I still don't know why. Um, I would have focused more on that. Um, I'm not telling everyone to go out there and spend a fortune, but there are little things you can do with lighting, and there's so many tutorials on telling you how to improve your, your setup. I would have done that sooner, I think. But it's just a little thing. That Other than that, I'm quite happy with the way it's gone. It's been a slow, steady rise, and uh, I'm happy with that. With that, if it was if it came any faster, we might have got a bit overawed, maybe. Mm. But now, if we do now, we, like the last month, I've had a good month. I've I've gained a thousand subs the last month, and I'm in a better place to deal with that new. It's a new type of pressure, right? But it's a good type of pressure. Yeah. Well, tell me what your thinking was with the black and white videos. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was just trying to be. Different. There's an old adage, right? It's, well, it's not old. You're a wrestling fan. I listen to a lot of podcasts by Conrad. Yeah. Um, and Eric Bischoff said when he was so. For those who don't know, Eric Bischoff was in charge of WCW, and the main rival was WWF, and they were so much bigger than them. But so they were like a new starter, and he said that you've got three options when you're starting up. You can either be less than, better than, or different than. So if you're not going to be better than, you're going to be less than, which you don't want to be less than. I thought, I'm not going to be better than people who are doing it now, like Ben, Benji and Work the Space. They're amazing in their realm, so you need to be different than. And that's why I went down the tactic route, to be different than. And then it just gives you a little bit of a leg up. So you're different, you're not putting the same bracket, per se, as as the guys like Ben and Zealand and that. Well, Zealand's probably more in my realm, but like Ben and Work the Space and Lelujo. I can't compete with what they do, they're the best at it. So you need to be different than. And that's the way we went. No, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I was just wondering, because obviously we spoke about Dowager and him influencing you so much. Yeah. Have you ever spoke to him about his influence to you and what's he said? I think I think he knows, but I haven't spoke to him directly about it. I think oh. I've told him off the cuff and he just laughs it off like Dowager does and yeah. says thank you. That's that's what he's like. He's just a nice a nice dude like that. I mean, he he's the don of it. Mm. Um, you know, if you get even close to where he's at in levels then you're doing all right but you know he is if you think of tactics you think of Dalgit and probably now RDF as well who's done great so it's another reason like you said earlier where I wanted to have two types of content on there though not just the tactics so I don't want to just be the tactic guy especially if you see me in drafts then you won't think I was a tactic guy anyway <laughs> so you know to have I want to be both I want to entertain on the let's plays and help on the tactic side of it if that makes sense yeah, of course it does, of course it does. So, obviously, like, you've come in new to the scene, like me, a little bit yeah. older than everyone else, mm. like me. When did you become aware of people like Dr. Benji, Work the Space, Second Yellow Card? Because I remember, so I came into the scene around September 2020. Yeah, similar. And and I wasn't aware, I think, I was aware of Second Yellow Card, he raided me once, and then I just did a, a, a search on him, um, randomly. Because it was a massive ride. Um, Dr. Benji, I was was aware of until the new game dropped, FM21 dropped. Uh, Work the Space, I think I just became gradually aware of him, to be honest with you. So when did you become aware of some of these? um, Zealand as well. Zealand obviously like was some sort of mythical, um, you know, um, man from across the pond who was making this great content. When did you become aware of these people? Not till late, not till late on into it. Um, like I said, I didn't watch it. I didn't know YouTube, you could watch that sort of stuff. So they came up on recommended. 
And then once you press it, and you, you can see from what I was watching in Bustanet, you click on a Benji video, it's the complete opposite, right? Mm. And then once you've done that, you go onto Twitch, and you, they, I mean, I don't watch a lot of Twitch because I don't have a lot of time, but I usually I try and catch, catch Ben's stream, and it's just it's different, completely different to what Dalgit's doing, for example. And the best, it's like the best at the two different realms, so you you love it. But honestly, I had no idea until it started when once you start following each other on Twitter, people then. Your feed starts to fill up and you follow people and then you realise the scale of the, where they're at. The, then you click on the YouTube page and you're like, holy hell, 100,000 subscribers, what's this? So once you've had a look around, and my first stream, believe it or not, on Twitch, I got raided by Zealand. Oh, wow. Similar to you. Yeah, and it crashed my it crashed my stream. Oh. <laughs> it cra- I didn't know what was going on. I, had, I didn't have alerts set up. I was in black and white and uh, someone someone in the chat said, Zealand's raided you. I went, I went, what? And then I saw 900 people in the chat or something like that for about four seconds. So, <laughs> yeah. And what they do with that, by the way, I think is class. They don't need to do that. Yeah. And a few of them, a few of them, they could just stick to their realm and just send it to each other. But they don't. They do. Quite a lot of them will pick out or even ask their chat who should be read, and they'll make someone's day by doing that. Mm. Which I'll have to. I love that. I love it when they do that. And I try and do to a lesser extent. Maybe I've got on a good day, 40, 50 people watching. I'll try and rather than read across to a big person, I'll try and find someone who's maybe starting out or just got. Five ten viewers just to give them a boost because it can literally make your day, you know. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, I think you've also seen the growth in the community then, as I have over the last eighteen months or so. Yeah. How do you feel like you fit into that, and and what do you think about that? It's mad now, isn't it? My Twitter's full. I mean, when I started, I had two hundred followers. Now I've got seventeen hundred, and literally all of them are FM. Whether that be People who've come over from Twitter, uh, from YouTube, or just people making content is absolutely loads. And then when you see, I don't know about you, but I reckon I've seen eight to ten draft tournaments now at least. Mm. We mentioned the biggest one, obviously, Streamer Showdown. Then you've got the free below it, I'd say, in the yeah. Super League play- playoffs and uh, wasted possession. But under that, there's an absolute load of them, and the amount of people involved in that is crazy. And me and you being a little bit older, there's the amount of, which is good for the future the amount of younger lads playing it choosing fm over fifa now is uh it's encouraging right 100 percent. like i never knew this game that i picked up whenever i picked it up in the in the in the late to midnight or the mid to late 90s yeah would now have what it's got like i think fm or si games miles said that fm 21 had like 2 million downloads yeah, um, it might have been more than that, slightly more than that by the end of the game cycle. To the point and when you look at that, yeah. when you look at that, right, and some of the uh, bigger FM creators, they're a bit, a bit self depreciating at times, saying they've got hundred thousand subscribers, but that's a drop in the ocean. They say that themselves, but when you look at the amount of people who play FM, and these guys have got hundred thousand subscribers in relation to the amount of people that have bought it, that's big time. That's mm. that's huge. If you think FIFA sells, I don't know, fifty million worldwide. And then the top FIFA's YouTubers got maybe I don't know a million subscribers. It, it, they're in the they're in the same ratio, so they should give themselves more credit really, because they're having a big impact on people picking that game up as well. But it's it, as like you say, it's it's getting bigger and bigger, right? Yeah, no, definitely. It seems to be growing. Like it seems yeah. to be like have this wall of momentum. I, I think lockdown was good for Football Manager twenty or Football oh, Manager yeah, in, in general, just because. Yeah, more people I think discovered the game during that period. My my big regret is is that I didn't start that a few months sooner. I think 
was it was it Tom FM who proper started during the first lockdown and look where he is now? I've, you know, you you mentioned before about what would you do differently. That's probably what I would have done differently. I would have started earlier, right on. But I remember when lockdown was getting announced. I, me and our last, I, I made her go to Argos with me. I'm like, right, I'm I'm buying, I'm upgrading my laptop, etc. Mm. etc. Et I'm buying a Logitech <laughs> webcam, and uh, just just to get ready for it. But I wish I'd started that bit sooner because even after buying that, I didn't start for another few months. But yeah, the uh, the lockdown, it's it. I think it's launched quite a lot of people. You know. No, I think so. I think so. What are your future? So we've talked um, briefly about it anyway. But what do you want from your future aims in content creation? So, how far would you go with it? Um, as in in FM or branching, branching just off? everywhere content creation generally. So that includes your PT, that includes FM everywhere. What What are your future plans? Well, we're just gonna. I want to build it as much as I can. I'll keep improving the quality as much as I can. I watched, I watched, I watched up all the Oscar contenders, mate. I'm like your number one fan. But <laughs> I watched you. the one with Benji, and he did. You know, you were talking about the showdown, and he, he he broke it down into what he looks for, and he's looking for people with better cameras and better lighting. Off the back of that, I went out and bought myself a Sony camera. Might have not been the best financial move, but I went, <laughs> I went and bought it. I bought myself some. I'll get all lights. Annoyed the missus, but applicated her by buying the dog some dog wardrobe stuff. <laughs> but yeah, you know, just to keep the quality high, and because I think that does make a huge difference. You know, people do. There's so much content out there now. You need to make sure you're doing the best you can, and whether that be with a better, better setup, a better, better content, or a better presentation, you need to get there. Not, not just put out the same stuff and rest on your laurels. You need to push yourself in one direction, whether that be your presentation or your actual content. Um, I would like I've done a little bit of work for Coach's Voice as well if you've heard of them mm. I used some of their Coach's Voice uh, write-ups on tactical analysis and made a video with that about Gerard funnily enough Gerard's uh, Rangers tactics so obviously now Aston Villa and other possibilities are coming up uh, there's there's one I've mentioned to you I can't actually say yet but it's really exciting via a professional team which unbelievably got in touch with me via Twitter so this FM realm is actually helping me do other things, which is I think is amazing. What what that may be, I'm not 100% sure. The PT side of it, I'm going to use that to promote my, my facility. I'm not expecting to make any money out of that or anything like that. That's just literally to promote my, my, my uh, other profession. So my main one will be FM and football-related. Hopefully we can branch out into a bit of real-world football as well, but we'll see where we are. Maybe this time next year we'll see where we are. 100%. If, if, if people are watching the bigger guys, and they're not taking nuggets of info from them, what are they doing? That's It's, it's golden, right? You, like I said, I started 15 months ago and I didn't know how to turn OBS on. So to not come on and, and watch Ben or Lelujo and give out the hints, then you're mad. I, the content clinic that Lelujo does, you were on the last one, right? Yeah. I was on the first one, and I was in my infancy then. My channel was in its infancy, and uh, Ben came on. And hardly anyone knew who I was then. And then they featured my channel and they murdered me. They murdered me. It was brutal. I even got messages afterwards saying, oh, it's it's not as bad as they're saying. Your, your, quality is, your, your videos are quality. And that you spend a day or so licking your wounds. And then I went back and watched it again. And they were right. You know, they were right. I was droning on in videos. It was a bit meh, meh, meh. I needed more energy in it. I needed to get the presentation better. I was moving my camera angles around during during videos trying to 
engage the audience that way and it was rubbish it was rubbish and it, what it did was it was cruel to be kind in a way it made me go back look at my own stuff critique it and improve it so that's you've got to do that you've got to do that i'm small fry but still if anyone wants me to look at their stuff i'll try and give my opinion and help them if i can mostly from past experience of where i've been told where i'm doing wrong if that makes sense yeah it does it does and that brings me nicely on to my last question which is, which I always ask everyone, and I think you're in a very different position to give an answer to this because you are up and coming. You are still on your content creation journey. You, you are on an upward trend. But if there's one piece of advice you could give to a brand new content creator, what would it be? Brand new? There's two. There's two. The first one is keep your videos short and snappy. Short and snappy. If You, you can spend an hour doing a video, editing it down, it's 30 minutes long. But the reality is the amount of people that are going to sit through that, they're not going to. They're not going to give you a chance. They're, got, they're more likely to give you a chance. And this is where I got a big boost is when I started creating videos that were three to five minutes long, short and snappy, and I got my most views from that. And it gave me a bit of momentum, more feedback, because people are more willing to sit through two to five minutes than they are 25 minutes off someone unknown. It's hard enough when you've got 100,000 subscribers, I imagine, to get to engage people for 30 minutes. Never mind if you're starting with sub 100. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I'd 100% do. And the second thing I'd do, I think a few people have said to you in the past, don't get swamped by the numbers and obsessed by how many subs you've got or viewers and things like that. People viewing your videos. My counter to that was, and I spoke to someone about this on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, is if they've tried YouTube and they're getting a bit, the numbers are getting on top of them, they're stressing out why they're not getting numbers, Go to Twitch first. Go to Twitch first. It's more relaxed. You're not putting pressure on yourself, putting the hours in to make a video. Stream first. Build an audience that way. Once you've got yourself an audience, then you can think about transitioning over to YouTube. It, you don't need to do two at once, initially, I don't think. I may be wrong on that. It just, if the numbers are getting on top of you, I would literally enjoy what you're doing, putting content out, but do it via Twitch stream instead. So it's either go to Twitch, do that, or if you're going to stick on the YouTube side, keep them short and snappier because they're just going to get more engagement. No, I love that. I really do appreciate that, Stinger. Stinger, where can we find you on your socials? So all of them are Stinger Neil D, other than Instagram, which is stuck on FM Stinger. So there you go. The FM Stinger legacy lives on, on Instagram. But to be fair, that's my least used platform. All the rest is Stinger Neil D, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. No, oh, brilliant, brilliant. Stingo, thank you so much. You're somebody who I wanted to have on quite early on um, as an up-and-coming content creator, especially with your YouTube stuff. So I'm so glad that we could make this happen. I really do appreciate you, buddy. Buddy, I'm, I'm delighted. Thank you for having me. I'm in esteemed, uh, esteemed company, so it's, uh, it's an honour. No, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, and that's it, viewers. There it is, Stinger, um, talking about his rest, how wrestling has influenced him, talking about his youtube channels what his goals are for the future and the sacrifice he's making right now to make his goals a reality i hope you enjoyed that video please make sure you like this video subscribe to the channel we're on our roll to a thousand subs and it would mean the world to me if you could do that leave a comment below let me know who you want in future episodes of the scouting center and i'll see you on the next one take care bye bye